Resuming. Weird. World. Order. Broadcast. Dynatherms connected. Initiating broadcast signal in... Ladies, gentlemen, and nice the Nerd World Order. This is the Nerd World Order broadcast. I am the man that you call Dukes, and to my right, it's all about the Booyah! What's up? It's your boy Joe, baby. And to my other, other right, weighing in at 178 adamantium filled pounds, Alfonso X Man Flores. I'm the best there is at what I do, and what I do isn't very nice. Actually. What he does is twice as nice because ladies, gentlemen, and knights of the Nerd Old Order, we're actually going to be discussing two movies today. Not one, but two movies. Uh, recently released photos for Deadpool. Uh, let's say that they were leaked, as Ryan Reynolds likes to call it. And also, James Gunn just gave us the new casting for superman legacy super excited about that however if we're talking deadpool if we're talking x-men we have to start off by talking to alfonso x-man flores x-man what are your thoughts of these photos oh these photos look good man you know i, I woke up the other morning and i was like wait a minute what, what's this what's i was like like jack skellington what's this there's x-men everywhere what's this wait hugh jackman posted it Wait, did Hugh Jackman post it? Go to Hugh Jackman's Instagram. Wait, Ryan Reynolds posted it. Go to Ryan Reynolds. It was there. I was like, dude, dude, dude. Oh man, I was, I was, I was so stoked. And you know, immediately I had to make a meme out of it because that's what I do. You know, I, I've never had a meme get up to a thousand likes in one day, so I was pretty proud of that. But uh, more importantly, I mean, it looks great. You know, it looks, it, it has that motorcycle. Uh, uh, motorcycle outfit type look to it, like Ryan Reynolds' uh, Deadpool original Deadpool looked like. Uh, his new one doesn't quite look the same. It looks a little, it looks a little more fabricy. But um, Logan's looks really good. I, I'm still a little disappointed the fact that why is Jackman not wearing a mask? And I'm assuming that the claws are going to be all CGI because we got to see a few frames of some of the action sequences, and there were no claws popped. And he's swinging his hands around like he's actually slicing and dicing and stabbing and shanking. So. Uh, looking forward to see how that turns out, but you know we're gonna need a mask. I'm thinking that he's gonna have the mask. He's gonna take it off. You know, I feel like obviously, you know, we need to recognize that it's Hugh Jackman, but at the same time, I feel like uh, we also have to see that iconic uh, Deadpool look. So I think, or I'm sorry, Wolverine look. So we'll definitely get uh, what you're asking, which is, you know, give us the full mask. You know, looking at uh, Wolverine in general, uh, Joe, what are you thinking about this? A lot of people are saying this is classic. Um, what's your thoughts on the costume and how it compares the, to the classic? Well, the I think they, I, I think they just call it the classic because it's yellow. And I think in all the X-Men movies where they had a Wolverine or a Wolverine movie, he's either in a wife beater, um, a jacket, or a leather, black leather costume. And this one's like yellow. Um, 
Alfie will probably know better than me. I don't think this is the the same one that was in the Incredible Hulk when he first appeared. Was it Alfie? No, no, it's uh, it's a little different. You can tell it's it's kind of um, it's inspired by that. You know, it's it's like the new retrograded uh, outfits that they they've done in X Men for years. You know, it's like he had the he had the classic one that he had in the Hulk book, and then it just morphed over time. Then it became the brown and orange one. And then over time, you know, it's like, well, we want to get back to that same look. So I think when Joss Whedon took over, like when he started doing Astonishing X-Men, he brought him back in that classic look. But you could see it was still it was still modernized. You know, this one is definitely very modern looking. Um, I doubt that his mask is going to have the little whiskers. You know, I doubt that right. the, the claws are going to be inside the gloves like they were originally designed. Uh, it's, it's definitely going to look a lot more tough. I mean, this thing looks like. It's it's surprising because it's like it's like motorcycle gear, so it's like you know it's it's rash. Uh, it's not going to give you skin rash, right? It's gonna it's gonna absorb all that impact. It's like, well, but you got to have somebody be able to cut cut through Wolverine so that you can show him heal. This thing looks yeah. like it's going to be able to take a slice or two. Hmm. I'm more of a fan of the classic for me, the brown and black costume. Yeah. You know, for me, that's when I I became a fan of Wolverine. He, uh, in the X Men comics, because in the '90s, that's when I really started getting really into the um, the X Men comics, and I was I'm such a huge fan of Wolverine, and and that's the that's the costume I remember. For me, that's always a classic because, and you know, like to your point, if if he doesn't want to wear a mask, I mean, in that run, he, he there was always a lot of covers with him with a cigar, <laughs> you know, with the claws popping out, and he's not wearing a mask. So, I mean. If that's what Hugh Jackman wants to do and not have a mask on, then pick that, pick that one. I'd say, yeah, yeah that that costume was my first love too. Uh, you know what I really liked about the way they did it, where he was always having the mask down. He had it all scrunched up in the back like a hoodie, and I'm like, that's a cool look. You know, that look is so cool that kids in the '90s started copying it, and nothing but hoodies everywhere nowadays. So here's my thoughts on uh, the the costume. I think. People, it's it's like the hype machine, and I feel like Ryan Reynolds is such a phenomenal hype man. But realistically, people are like, "Oh, it's classic, it's classic, it's classic." And then, to your point, Alfonso, we show pictures from the Josh Whedon run, which perhaps you and the devotees of X Men fans um, <laughs> under like that you guys know who Josh Whedon uh, X Men are, but most people don't. And, you know, it's. I feel like honestly, maybe they're pulling from uh, Midnight Suns. I don't understand why. I feel like people who don't read comic books are calling this classic because it's yellow, <laughs> right? You know, but it's like it's it's not really classic, and it just bugs me to see it all over my timeline. Classic, 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 classic. No, it's no stop. <laughs> it doesn't look like the brown uniform. It doesn't look like the Wolverine with the whiskers uniform. Uniform. Uh, you can say it's a reimagining, and I feel like that's an excellent way to put it, Alfonso. But I also feel like don't call something that it, it is. It's not. You know, I feel like Wolverine's had so many costumes. Mm -hmm. You can't just pick one from one run and then go, oh, that's classic. Because even think about it. And Alfonso, you're going to correct me if I'm wrong. Tell me when I'm lying. Um, realistically, on the X Men. 97 show did he wear this black this blue and yellow that we're looking at right now um not quite that blue and yellow but he was wearing blue and yellow wasn't he yeah i got it here somewhere <laughs> but yeah he, he had the blue and yellow costume in the x-men 97 um yeah because i remember morph you know taking his 
his look and everything. Um, but you know, I think when they say they're saying classic, I think what they're doing is comparing it to like the X-Men mo- movie run. You know what I mean? In the leather, the black leather. This by comparison is a classic look, you know, back in the, you know, the yellow and gold or the yellow and blue, but not spandex. So at least they didn't go spandex, you know, because not many can pull that off. Not like you dudes. You know, I, I have pulled off spandex on numerous occasions. Um, and I feel like it's time to bring the spandex back into everyone's life. Let's get into those set photos because I feel like there's so much to dissect. And I'm going to apologize for myself on behalf of myself because you guys should know I hate speculation because speculation just ruins you like going to a movie and you're like oh this is gonna be this and i saw this in wolverine number 298 and then this happened to deadpool and then you get in the movie theater and it's absolutely nothing like what you speculated however gentlemen i want to do some speculation so um let me tell you what i've heard or i've seen so far um which is that we have the fox logo in the background uh, what we're looking at is this is supposed to be sort of a um, homage to Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe, but it's going to be Deadpool kills the Fox Universe, uh, which is why we have all these cameos. Uh, let's see, Alfonso, what's your thoughts on that nonsense? Man, you know, it's funny because I've seen all the all the clips and all the pictures, and I didn't notice it though. somebody, you know, like zoomed in on it. And they're like, look at this right here. We're... Uh, Wolverine throws Deadpool through these walls in the background. You see the 20th, 20th Century Fox like logo, like sideways, you know, or, or at a 45 degree angle, like hanging, like, like it's been busted down. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's what that is. And, and I, I'm loving it because, you know, Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe was like a classic Deadpool story. You know, it's Deadpool just for being Deadpool, you know, doing everything he can to take everybody out. And it makes a lot of sense after, you know, he got that time traveling device from uh, Cable and and Deadpool 2, and he was going around, he's taking out his Green Lantern. He was taking out Deadpool, you know, that with his mouth sewn up because, thank God, that that was terrible. That was a terrible choice. Um, And and I I could see it happening. I mean, it's like they, it's it's cool because they're touching on something that's so meta. You know, it's, 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 they made the transition and what, it's just not talked about anymore. But it's like, no, no, we're going to talk about it. We're going to go through and we're going to wipe it out. You know, it's I don't think it's lazy writing. They're actually wiping it out, showing him hop over into a new dimension. And whether he brings Hugh Jackman with him or not, there will be another Wolverine, I'm sure. You know, and Deadpool is like one of the few people who could pull it off. I mean, Gwenpool, who's like a ripoff of Deadpool, she could do it too. But there's there's not many people who can just take this entire universe and scrap it, you know, Um the, the cameos that they have scheduled are so ridiculous. I, I couldn't believe it. Like they're going to have Jennifer Garner and Ben Affleck. I don't think they're going to be acting together, you know, being exes. And I don't think JLo is going to be down with them hanging out. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, man, you, you've got, you know, you've even got Chris Evans, who's going to reprise his role as the human torch. That is going to be sweet. Whether or not he shows up as captain America, who knows, but the human torch, you know, I'm sure, Maybe like towards the end when he pops over to the MCU and they're like, hey, aren't you? And he's like, and then he gets smoked. This has the possibility to be the hottest garbage of all time because there's fan service and then there's cheesy. And incorporating all of these quote unquote cameos into Deadpool kills, let's say the Fox universe, whatever they want to call it, 
it it could just be like one gag after another. And even though I understand that Deadpool is predicated on being one gag after another, you know, it, it could be a little bit heavy. It could be like a dad joke convention. And that's why there's no dad joke conventions because nobody wants to hear that all day. Alfonso, one man dad joke convention. But yeah, you know, I, I feel like, yeah, they're bringing back, uh, you know, like Jean Grey, Storm, uh, Cyclops, and, you know, they're bringing back Ben Affleck. They're bringing back Jennifer Garner. It's just like, wow, it's too much. It's like, oh, remember when uh, the Multiverse of Madness? Oh, we're bringing back Professor X to have him killed off in 30 seconds. You know, it just it didn't work. And so I feel like the same thing's going to happen here. I think Ryan Reynolds is smart enough to know that the other ones, like to your point, the other movies didn't work. And I think he's going to make jokes of how it didn't work. And I think this is a good segue to bring in the X-Men that, you know, to that universe, the 616. Or what do they call it? It's not even the 616. It's like a different number. I can't remember. One nine one nine 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 nine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a good segue to bring, you know, mutants into there. It's already there. But it's a good segue to that. I think there's just so many possibilities and it's just too much. Like you could introduce a different type of Avengers from that universe. You could introduce the young Avengers. You can introduce like, what is it called? A-Force with the all all women um, Avengers team. Mm-hmm. And there's secret Avengers. There's, was it dark? I mean, there's so many different Avengers you could bring into the play. And it sounds like they're going to get, you know, I mean, because even they said uh, they're supposed to be 838 Wanda. So supposedly she didn't die in 1999999 and her essence went into the one from 838. And so there's a bunch of different stories that we don't know about. I think to your point, Alan, you said earlier, like he's really smooth and releasing what he wants you to see because. Look at everybody. Look at look at us. Everyone's talking about you know whether or not it's a classic Wolverine costume. Twenty fourth, twenty first century. You know, thing was in the back of the building. You know, so there's there's a bunch of photos and videos that he leaked purposely for us to get talking about it because I know he understands Phase Four was hot hot garbage and it's not that good. And I think Dan David or uh, Dan Filoni, I can't remember his name. Uh, Kevin Feige. I think Kevin Feige knows that that's why he's slowing down production on a bunch of TV shows and movies. They have to get this one right. I don't think they can afford for this one to bomb, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of thinking that that Ryan Reynolds is going to take into heart what uh, Taika Waikiki did. You know, Taika Waikiki did amazing like Waikiki wait yeah my gosh Joe's got me mixed up with that one <laughs> he, he did an awesome job with Thor Ragnarok right amazing and then it's like and then he came back and he was just completely unfiltered for for love and thunder and I'm sure Ryan Reynolds like I, I could work with that you know I can show them that you can go comedy and it can go good you know I I his his guerrilla marketing you know with like popping things off like oh I don't know who leaked that you know He's 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 a genius when it comes to that. His, and his his timing, his jokes, his comedy is it's just gold. I mean, you know, Taika Waititi is 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 really good at comedy as well. But you know, he does need an editor. He does need to be. Uh, he needs to be not unbridled. He needs to be reined in a little bit, right? 
And then one other thing that we have to keep in mind is with this writer strike going on, they're going to have to stick to the script. They can't when you when you have a writer strike like this going on, you can't ad lib. You can't. Well, let's try this because Ryan Reynolds is a writer, right? And if he starts writing during that, he's crossing the line. And he won't do that. So whatever's on paper is what they're going to be doing. It's not going to be a surprise. So it's like they've got to have this well planned and articulated. They've got to you know stick to the script. And, and, you know, you know, maybe fix it in post, but at the most they're, that's all they're going to do. They're not going to be like, you know, oh, well, I'm going to stretch for this joke and I'm going to stretch for this joke. They're not going to be pulling in Alfonso's here, right? They're not going to be fishing for jokes. It's like, I'm going to throw this out. Is it funny? Now I'll throw another one out. Is it funny? Oh, there's a good one. I'm rolling in right there, right? They're going to know exactly what's going to work and that's what they're going to use. That's all they're going to use. So like, uh, what's this Bruce Willis said? You're going to get rid of all the chuffa. When did Bruce Willis say that? Oh man, with Kevin Smith and uh in that movie Cop Out. Like Kevin Smith was filming and he's like, he goes, Well, Bruce was like, Well, what are we filming today? And he's like, Oh, we're gonna go through these days. He look, he goes, Let me see that. And he's like, Nope, throws it out. That's Chuffa. That's Chuffa. That's Chuffa. We're gonna be filming this page today, and that's it. And Kevin Smith is like, Oh, I thought I was the director. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> you know, and he's like, I'm Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. Was was this like was that a scene in a movie? That no, no, that's that's real life. Uh, from the, the filming of Cop Out, Kevin Smith is very open about everything that goes on in his life. So he he's covered that in more than one of his talks. Hmm. Well, they also pu- pushed up Deadpool by six months. So yeah, they probably spent, and, saved all kinds of time for ad-libbing that they can't do. Well, I'm, to your point, I think that's why the, the writing is probably good. Good enough within the... Not have to worry about changes and pushed it up six months. Right. Because it's May 2024, I think. I think. Is it done? Because we have the writers, or sorry, the actors strike starting any day now. Is it done? I would think so. I mean, um, I would think so. I mean, maybe they got a few things to, to tie up, but I mean, yeah. I, I can't see them like going past that. I, they're not going to be crossing the line. These these people are, you know, they're they're men of the people. You know what I mean? So, I mean, anything that they're going to do, they're going to do it to get it out on time. So they they have an idea when that strike is going to happen. So they're mm-hmm. they're not going to cross that line. Okay. Well, hopefully they don't rush it like they try to rush uh, most Marvel and well, <laughs> most Marvel movies, which results in, according to Alfonso, bad CGI. <laughs> so hopefully that doesn't happen. I'd much rather wait until twenty twenty six for this movie and have it done correctly with good CGI and good writing and good acting instead of having stuff rushed i think it'll be okay because dude look what they did with colossus so i mean i'm sure they're going to use the same people that do the special effects oh yeah the the special effects in all the deadpool movies have been insanely good you know if you think about colossus you think about juggernaut uh it's just like awesome you know who they haven't mentioned now that i think about it domino i wonder if she's coming back for this movie you know, they were talking about it for a while, and I, I believe the actress said that she was not asked back for it. So mm-hmm. I would love her to come back. She She's amazing. Um, Kiki, right? Kiki uh, Palmer, right? No, no. No? No. Uh, I was really hoping she would come back, and maybe she's just trying to throw us off the set. You know, maybe she is coming back, because I why would they not bring her back? They're bringing back, uh, you know, all the X-Force guys. You know, why not bring her back? She she did a great job. She's amazing. So they're bringing back the uh, X-Force cast-offs? That, that's what they say. 
Oh. Are they bringing back cable? I have not heard anything about cable yet. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, to your point, I, I can't see them not bringing them back just because they were such good characters in the last movie. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, it was it was that was one thing about that last movie that I was kind of bummed about. I, I was actually really hoping to see all those. I'm like Terry Crews is he's an amazing actor, he's super fun. Everything he does is good, and just to see him just toast. And I mean, and we lost Brad Pitt right away, you know. <laughs> Do you remember Brad Pitt in Deadpool 2? Yeah, it shows like uh Marina Barcian Barcian. Yeah, when I played his wife is in it. Also, that says um Loki's in it, like yes. uh, Hiddleston. Right, and um, what's and his also, name? um, gosh, what is his name? Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson, yeah, yeah, because it has something to do with the TSA, TVA, so, <laughs> TVA. Oh yeah, I think it's TSA. <laughs> oh yeah, the T- TVA. So if if that Deadpool whole scene could be a part of you know when the the timeline started breaking and brittle, like breaking up, that could right, be right. one of the timelines, yeah. and they're implying that. Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson could their characters could go there to try to fix it. Try to exactly. It. And yeah, try he, to maybe uh, arrest Deadpool because he is going back changing some stuff. Exactly. Oh yeah, even even one of the the main guard that that one lady she's going to be in it, and I've heard she's confirmed to be in it as well as uh Doctor Strange and Clea. And Clea's played by what's her name? Um Charlie's the wrong. Charlie's the wrong. Yeah, that's a big she, name. She's such a baddie. <laughs> Joe needs a dropper. He just press a bunch button and says, She's just a baddie. Uh yeah. I I feel like um this movie's gonna be pretty exciting. I'm gonna I'm gonna you know what's funny is Rob Liefeld gets all the credit for creating Deadpool. And of course he did, but the Deadpool writing isn't didn't really become on its own till later, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, people like uh stand-up comedian Dan Pan not Dan, what's his name? Uh Oh my gosh. <laughs> he was, anyways. Oh, I lost. Anyways, but you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of really good Marvel writers out there who made Deadpool Deadpool. Um, maybe even his name is uh, Fabian. Fabian Fabian Nice Nicienza. Yep, that's um, the one. Because right. we met him, remember? We were yes. you with us? Yeah, we all went in and then right. watched Deadpool 2 with him. And that's when um Alan got his Rob Liefeld first appearance of uh Deadpool. <laughs> signature of that comic and i thought mine burned to hell and i still have it oh nice nice yeah <laughs> yeah and then uh the comedian i was thinking of the stand-up comedian brian posein he's like a really tall doofy guy he was he's in one episode of mandalorian uh he, he's just he's got a great voice for it you know all, all that deadpool stuff Florida, he's got his he's got his his monologue itself his inner monologue that you can hear you know that you see in in a thought bubble all the time or I think he's actually there's a point where he had three different personalities within within him, like contradicting himself all the time, you know, making him do one thing or the other. So Deadpool is a character that we we all know and love nowadays. I, I could see like Ryan Reynolds has done a good job really putting that on film. You know, there, there's still a lot that they can do with it. Yeah, sometimes it can get a little over the top. Um but you know that's stuff that they can just cut out. Like you know, there's a lot of there's so many Deadpool books right now, and it's like I got to a point where like I can't collect every single Deadpool book. It was worse than what Wolverine or Spider Man was for a while. So you know, some of the stories were just like, oh, okay, yeah, that's great, not for me, you know. Um, so you know, his main stuff, it, it can really shine. It can really shine. It's a lot of fun, 
and it keeps people on their on the edge of their seat with action, laughter, everything. So uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a great time. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I'm not looking forward to a lot of Marvel right now. Uh, so this, I mean, like you know, let's run it down. We Secret uh, Invasion that's going pretty good. Um, the Marvels, nobody cares. Um, what's I care after big time? Tell me why. Tell me why. <laughs> Ain't nothing but, dude. The Marvels look so good. I, I'm sorry, but the the girl that they got playing uh, Ms. Marvel, she is wonderful. Like even in the in the trailers, just her reactions. She she's got me, you know, with with her little thing that she does. She's just she's great. She's so fun loving. She's just like that. She's actually kind of like the same position Spider-Man was, like the young person who gets to see everything. You know, it's like when when they were first writing his stories, it's like, wow, you know, all this is happening and I'm here and I'm just a kid, you know, um, not so much a Spider-Man nowadays because he's, you know, an old man <laughs> with a job. But um, the way she looks at things through a child's eyes is great. You know, she she has fun with everything she does. She's She feels like on top of the world about everything. You know, Captain Marvel doesn't bother me like she does everybody else. And, and then, you and then you've got, um, I, I guess they're going to call her photon. She's great. You know, she, she was, she was really good in WandaVision. I'm looking forward to seeing how they expand her character in this. And, and, you know, it's the Marvels. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think this is going to have a lot of setup. It may not be as um, rewarding for a lot of people, but I think it's going to have a lot of things that are going to come to fruition later. I'm really, really excited about it. <sighs> here i am disagreeing with alfonso <laughs> you know what we did through all the phase four we said this... to ourselves this is going to come to fruition okay <laughs> <laughs> it ain't no fruit on that tree nothing's going to come to fruition it's just going to be a series of jokes uh, followed by a moment of let's all put aside our differences <laughs> fight the big bad uh, they're going to be scrolls, which will be kind of nice because that'll tie into uh, Secret Invasion. Right. But trash. There's two things I'm really looking forward to in the Marvels. And it's all speculation on my part. I'm you know, super hoping either of these two things happens. I mean, first of all, when you're dealing with the Marvels, you have one other Marvel persona in the Marvel Universe who has not been brought up yet. And that is Marvel Girl. X-Men Marvel Girl Jean Grey. She needs to make some kind of appearance in this. She's a Marvel. You know, how can they have a Marvel's movies with, without her? But more importantly, the end credit scene that I want, and I've said it here before, needs to be Carol Danvers doing something, heading off to space in an airplane somewhere, and all of a sudden, hey, sugar, Rogue comes up behind her, takes her powers, puts her in a coma. Everybody's happy because they're sick of Carol Danvers for some reason, and now we have an overpowered Rogue not like the rogue that we had in the Marvel in the in the Fox movies because you know she was kind of weak. She was just rogue, you know, touch people. The rogue that we need is the one from the comics where she has invulnerability, super speed, super strength, flight. That is the rogue we need. And she can still touch you and drain everything out of you. You know, that's what I want. That's my end credit scene. Calling it. So we could call this uh Alfonso speculates the Marvel universe. Yes. <laughs> Come on, dude. Uh, <laughs> no Jean Grey is going to happen. Uh, Rogue's not going to pop out calling anybody sugar. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, it would be nice if Anna Paquin shows up in the uh, Ryan Reynolds Deadpool. 
Now, I'd be down with that as right. far as her absorbing some powers. And maybe she could absorb some Brie Larson powers there. That'd be a nice little cool Easter egg. But I don't see Rogue showing up in the Marvel. So, still, I, <laughs> I get your enthusiasm over uh, Ms. Marvel. She is a likable character. But, but overall, I'm like... You know, Brie Larson's characters, you know, she's a robot. Uh, Monica <laughs> Rambeau is the black lady. And <laughs> she is. Come on now. Um, and, you know, Ms. Marvel, she's the kid. And it's just like they're just they're just boring characters. Well, Ms. Marvel's pretty cool, but it, she can't save the movie. It's just going to be a bunch of silly ass jokes. And. <laughs> I don't want to watch that. What comes after that, by the way? What What's after that? Uh, <laughs> See, nobody knows. Nobody cares anymore. Uh, Secret Invasion has the lowest ratings or lowest uh, first episode ratings of any Marvel TV show ever, right. but it's one of the best Marvel TV so shows good. ever. Right. People just don't care anymore. And, you know, I, I, I'm loving Secret Invasion. I'm still going to watch Marvel movies, but the general public does not care it's okay they don't deserve it that's right <laughs> it's not like disney's trying to make money right phrase that we don't deserve phase four <laughs> <laughs> but to your point that's what i was looking at right now like secret invasion has like the lowest ratings of i think all the series that come out right. and it's really good to your point i've been enjoying the series but again to your point everyone's tired of marvel and people hate Brie Larson so much. I don't know why. She's she's <laughs> fine. And I have no issues with her, bro. And I just think no one is going to go support the uh, the Marvel's movie just because, one, she's in it. And it's three female leads. Like, dudes just don't want to go support that. And the women won't support that. It's, it's, it's crazy. You'll probably, you'll probably get more men go watch that than women. And that's just because we're nerds. We're going to go watch it. <laughs> um, but yeah, like Secret Invasions, like there's three more episodes. If this doesn't end to where it makes you looking forward to the Marvels, then the Marvels is going to be bad because this is supposed to lead into it. And if it yeah. doesn't get you hyped up for the Marvels, no one's going to go watch it, bro. No one. Now, do you guys think the Marvel or uh, Secret Invasion is going to have a definitive ending, or it's going to be like to be continued in the Marvels? I feel like it's got to have a definitive ending. Um, obviously, you can't get rid of a million scrolls in a single, you know, in three episodes. So there will be some dangling plot points but overall i feel like nick fury is going to do whatever he needs to do now do you think there's more than one nick fury yes yeah i've i've seen that on various social media platforms and that nick fury does not seem to be the same nick fury and someone pointed out that sometimes he wears the glasses Sometimes he doesn't. Right. Uh, so it would just seem like there's two Nick Furies. And he also cuts something. What is he? He doesn't cut a diagonal on a sandwich or something like that. <laughs> That's right. But uh, they said uh, he he probably isn't in a scroll. He's probably like uh, in the comics. They 
they did that in um gosh i can't think of the one with like on on i can't think of um live model decoy shield yeah ages of shield Shield, where they had those androids because remember the comics like nick fury had a bunch of androids of himself Mm -hmm. and he could be an android as well and and not, not a scroll so that's another thing that could happen maybe uh joe's just dropping a crazy theory i have what if he's white vision <laughs> Ow. Ooh. Ooh. now uh, but can, can vision change his appearance now no oh, i mean unless he dude. he's got like nightcrawler's image inducer you know anything can be done <laughs> okay i'm throwing that one away okay <laughs> And then, and then you know, it's like you got you got David Hasselhoff as Nick Fury too. I mean, can't forget that one. <laughs> it's true. Perhaps he could also be in uh in Deadpool. <laughs> He'd be like Kit. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I feel like we have once again uh, expressed our displeasure, except for Alfonso. Alfonso loves Marvel, but we've expressed our displeasure with the MCU. However. Uh, looking at uh, Marvel's counterpart, a little thing called the DCU uh, has some exciting news that just released. Uh, Mr. James Gunn, everybody's favorite head of DCU, just recently announced that Isabella Merced is, or sorry, Merced, sorry, Isabella, I'll apologize in person, um, is going to be playing Hawkgirl. Um, Eddie Gathegi is going to be playing Mr. Terrific, which dude, if you're not, if you're not down with Mr. Terrific, go pick up a comic book. The dude's amazing. Um, and then Nathan Fillion is going to be t- portraying Green Lantern. And Joe has informed me that that's going to be Guy Gardner version, which is absolutely perfect for Nathan Th- Fillion. So, uh, you know, I'm gonna start off with you, Joe, because I feel like you like DC more than, you know, me and Alfonso. What's your thoughts about these casting announcements? Um, I like I like it. I think it's dope to your point. Like Guy Gardner, like I think that's a if you look at James Gunn's track record, he always picks characters that he likes and that he thinks he could do something with it, and no one can compare it to because there have been some Green Lanterns, like you got Ryan Reynolds, now you got Guy Gardner. He's not the same Green Lantern, so you can't really compare the two. And that guy, Nathan, is he's perfect, man. He's perfect for that role. I think he he can bring that character to life. He's funny, kind of sarcastic in a way, and that's what Guy Gardner is. He's kind of like full of himself. And Isabella Merced is Hawkgirl. I think James Gunn's scene, I think that's what he took about Black Adam was he locked Hawkman in it. And so I think Hawkgirl was good. She was an integral part, you know, in you know Justice League, the animated series, uh, the, the two Justice League TV series. She was a big part of the their, um the what do they call them the first seven i think it was like the mm-hmm. seven you know she was the original one of the seven and isabella merced like you probably don't know her she was in dora instant family she was in transformers she was in sweet girl on netflix with um jason momoa that was a good movie uh so she's dope and then of course g is it Gigi? i think it's Gigi, right or Gigi? is it Gigi or Gigi? no Edie. That's a different X-Men, bro. He can redeem himself, bro. Like, how are you going to absorb energy and then die from energy? 
So I think um, he's going to be dope as Mr. Terrific. For me, Mr. Terrific is dope, dude. Like, to your point, Alan, bro, like, I hate to say it, you got to read a comic, dude. You, you don't know how dope Mr. Terrific is. He's like a genius, man. This guy is dope as hell. And I'm happy that my man is going to play a dope-ass character. Yeah, you know that for me, as soon as I saw Mr. Terrific was going to be one of the characters, I was like, I'm sold. You know, because I feel like with anyone else putting this together, I would think to myself, like, uh, they're just going to ruin him. But James Gunn, he doesn't mess stuff up. He just doesn't. You know, the, the guy is such a maestro when it comes to, you know, orchestrating everything and putting it together. And Mr. Terrific, like Joe and I keep saying, that dude's just awesome. Imagine if I look at Mr. Terrific as like, Mr. Fantastic from the Fantastic Four, if Mr. Fantastic wasn't a dork, mm -hmm. you know, and didn't have a power that is dumb, mm -hmm. you know, and if Mr. Fantastic didn't have to rely on his stupid stretchy ability and relied on his intelligence, so he made awesome gadgets and devices, mm -hmm. that would be Mr. Terrific. Right. He also has those spears too. Yeah. Like, you know, you know, See, this is why Jay, uh, James Gunn's a genius, bro. Think about this, dude. What was the catalyst of Marvel in all the movies? Iron Man. Who's what? A genius. Mr. Terrific is a genius. And you can build around that guy. That guy could be the dude that gets, you know, like everyone together that in James Gunn's universe. Mm -hmm. He could be the focal point because... <laughs> this terrific is is dope, man. You do you just gotta read a comic to you know just to know how dope this guy is. Yeah, Mr. Terrific. I mean, um, I didn't really I didn't really come across too many comics with him. Um in the Flash series, they did him dirty. I wasn't really happy with the guy they used for that. That didn't work out too well. But um in the Justice League cartoon where they used him, uh I think it was Justice League Unlimited, he was kind of the guy running the uh their uh, satellite out there, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh yeah, everything they they showed with him was was it was terrific. You know, he's genius level intellect. He's 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 on top of everything. You know, he rivals Batman for for intellect. He's yeah, he's he, his gadgets that he makes are, are like incredible. You can't say anything but terrific. You know, yeah. <laughs> I'm really stoked about that guy. Um, and then you know, Hot Girl, excellent choice. And Guy Gardner, oh my gosh, I love Guy Gardner so much. I any interaction you have with Guy Gardner and like let's say Batman are just amazing now all these characters are they all slated for this new superman legacy movie or this is just for other wow yeah all right i wonder that's that's interesting well, why why do they need so many characters in superman legacy maybe for doomsday to kill i don't know who knows no well like this is he's not going to do an origin story so he's already set as superman right and so for him to have Mr. Terrific in it and then Hawk Girl, mm -hmm. there's nowhere it's, it's already going to be established. So there's already going to be some kind of, I would think, some kind of nucleus to keep them together. Maybe they start forming something. Right. But you could just jump right into it because DC, we've always said this countless of times, DC does not have the time to let stuff marinate. Now, right. Let me explain that. I don't mean rush and create garbage <laughs> to put it out there. But the time that they have, they have to utilize it because they have no time to waste. So every right. minute, hour, month, 
days. They have to zero in and make the perfect product. And I think he jumps the gun. Alfonso <laughs> <laughs> joke. Um, he jumps the gun and puts it ahead of time. So, like, if you introduce those two characters, now you get a now you see a Superman, now you see a hot girl, now you see Mr. Terrific, and there might be more in there. You don't we yeah, don't know that. It's true. And, and then when you come out with uh, the Brave and the Bow with Batman, Ooh. you're already going to have Nightwing, you're going to have Damien, you're going to have Red Hood, and everything's already established. Right. And that's what I mean. Like he, where DC doesn't have time, you jump. Right. You jump ahead. Everybody knows the background stories. If you don't, you can, there's YouTube. If you don't want to read a comic, type in some names that you know you'll get a brief history about it. You know, if you want a 10 minute version, an hour version, two hour version, <laughs> it's there for you. You're gonna get the information that you need about these characters. Right. And James Gunn knows you just got to go for it, and you got to get ahead. There's no time now that Marvel has been putting out garbage in Phase Four, which James Gunn knows. It's that time for them to make that jump. Right. And, and and to get people excited about comic book movies again, because right now nobody's excited. Right. And you know, we, we haven't talked about it since we, we talked last in our last podcast, but they've also casted a Superman, David Corn David Cornsweat. Now, this guy, I mean, he looks good. Um, I'm not sure if he looks like Superman, but he really looks like Henry Cavill. Like, why did they have to switch if they're just gonna use somebody that looks like it unless he's like a way better actor or something? Uh, I haven't really seen anything that he's done, but you know, he could, he definitely has some bulking up to do because, you know, Superman's not not all about the uh, motorcycle gear. He is about <laughs> the spandex. So, you know, you got to get the red underwear on the outside. That's the way it works. Um, you can't have it both ways, Alfie. You can't <laughs> sit there and say, oh, he's too old. And they get a younger version of Henry Canville. Well, James Gunn said in, a, um, in an interview that he always thought like Henry Canville was the perfect Superman. That right. is Superman. So if you're going to do that, why not give props to him and get a younger guy that looks exactly like him if you think that that if everybody yeah. sits there and says henry Campbell, the way he looks that's yeah. superman right right then we can't get upset of him picking someone that's much younger to <laughs> what you always say and looks exactly like henry Campbell, and he looks like <laughs> superman yeah but I, I thought henry Campbell was still young man to me he's a kid like i remember watching him when i was an adult watching him and in the count of monte cristo as a 16 year old albert mondego you know what i mean he was a kid. He still. You didn't watch the Count of Monte Cristo. You know, Alfonso, you've never seen any of the Predator movies, so don't start with me, bro. <laughs> Shots fired. I've seen, I've seen three. I've seen three of the Predator movies. <laughs> two of the Transformers. Two of the John Wicks. Well, you got to remember too. What's cheaper? Oh yeah, definitely. Cavill's gonna be outpriced. Yeah, they, they can they can spend a lot more money if they brought somebody new in. I'm Cheaper, not complaining about it. New, you know right. what I mean? A fresh look. Like he 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 understands. Like you know, we had talked about this before when he came out with Peacemaker and the Suicide Squad. Right? Is he? Those are even though like you know you still have John Zeno, you have the Vigilante, and you know Wall Amanda Waller. Yep. Even though that's the old DC, whose DC is that? James Gunn's DC. Exactly. Yep. So that's what his image is, and, and that's the way he sees DC going. So those were his DC characters. Those aren't the old DC characters that aren't going to be there. And, you know, I can see him starting fresh. I mean, it's his Superman. It's his movie. He's writing it. He's going to direct it. You know, like, so why not have a, a fresh new Superman? Oh, yeah, totally. 
Yeah, and I'm I'm stoked. I didn't realize Darwin. I didn't realize they're bringing Darwin in for this. I, I you know I just found out the news today, like my second day on a new job. I didn't have time to research who who was who. You know, so I'm pretty stoked about that. That. So let me throw this out. Um, sometimes I'm on social media and I'm like, hey. That guy has a shaved beard. She has a shaved head and a beard. He's light-skinned. <laughs> That's not Joe, okay? Just because you look like Joe and you're <laughs> on social media, that's not Joe. So don't bring me someone who looks like Joe and say, oh, you know what? I'm paying respect to Joe. No, that's not Joe, okay? <laughs> so here, I don't care if you look like Henry Cavill. You buy, okay, we can't afford him anymore because we're trying to cut corners. We don't have <laughs> that budget we used to. But still. Don't give me Henry Cavill great value and then tell me, oh, that's Henry Cavill. Don't don't have some dude drive up in a UPS truck past my house after Prime Day and then be like, that's Joe. No, Joe's in Oceanside, bro. Okay? He's not in Ontario. Don't give me this fake-ass Joe. Okay? That's not the real Joe. So I feel like they should have gone with someone who didn't look like a Henry Cavill clone. Fair point. Fair point. <laughs> I, I think I, I think James Gunn knows what he's doing. Kid looks like Superman. If you take Henry Cavill out of the picture, dude still looks like he could be Superman. He just has the look. Just because you roll up in a brown uniform don't mean you're Joe, okay? <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> if he comes buff to your door and not a fat boy like me, that's a better looking Joe. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> as far as sweet tooth sweet tooth was a bad movie when i say bad i mean bad meaning good not bad meaning bad um so yeah i didn't realize that that was the same actress uh from from um sweet girl oh, but sweet. that was a cool movie so if you're telling me that isabella merced is that particular actress yep. sign me up sign me up that's her, that's her bro yeah. she's a good actor bro mm-hmm yeah. Yeah. And uh I mean my my boy got disrespected in X-Men, so who knows if he's a good actor or not. <laughs> <laughs> hey bro, this is a redemption arc. He's playing one of the badass characters, bro. Right. So like James Gunn probably just said it. Hey, look, man. <laughs> I know they did they, they treated you like Christina Aguilera and, and you know you got dirty. <laughs> but um we're gonna we're gonna start your redemption arc like that boy from freaking um Josh 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. we're gonna bring you back homie <laughs> yeah um i feel like all the fanboys though aren't gonna be like oh see what they did like they did with jar jar binks it's just gonna be like we recognize him from somewhere <laughs> that's all they're gonna say uh dude i'm i'm really excited about this movie more so honestly more so than deadpool just because you know ryan reynolds is great at what he does but i just feel like this is going to be the first building block of a great movie now i know blue beetle is supposed to be the first movie in the new dcu but i don't see how you know um hmm. i i feel like at this point what james gunn is trying to do with all of his cast off movies uh the flash blue beetle aquaman 2 it's he's trying to get you excited about those movies by saying like, oh, yeah, this this is a really great movie. This is going to connect to my good stuff. But it's not. 
they're, they're just going to be castaways. So I feel like the Superman legacy is going to be the first actual building block. Maybe some cartoons that might come before it. Or maybe even if I'm backing up and changing my statement while I'm talking way too much. Um, <laughs> I feel like Peacemaker and the Suicide Squad are going to actually be the first building blocks. And this is going to take that and make you see what was already started. Yeah, I, I, I'm hopefully, hopefully Blue Beetle is good. And that's why they made it into a movie instead of the HBO series. Because it was supposed to originally be a Mac series. And they they changed it and said, hey, we're going to make it a movie and put it in theaters. So I'm kind of hoping that it has to be good enough for them to do that. But that was, it's funny because everyone thinks that's James Gunn. Dude, that movie was already made, bro. Like mm-hmm. James Gunn didn't have any input. He didn't say what actor he wanted to play Boo Biddle. Same with The Flash. Mm-hmm. But to your point, Alan, he has to sit there and be like, you should watch this. And I mean, what? You can't be honest because, you know, like in this in this day and age, bro, you can't even be honest, bro. Like if James Gunn just came out there and said, look, man, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to take bits and pieces from The Flash and Blue Beetle. Go go watch the movie. I think I think it's good. <laughs> you know, instead of going, hey, this is the first DC movie. No, it's not. Like to your point, no, it's not. You didn't have any control over that. It's, it was already done. The Warner Brothers is the one that said, hey, let's make this into a movie instead of putting it on HBO Max. James Gunn didn't say that. Or mm-hmm. I can't remember the other guy's name, Dave, or I think is it Dave. I don't know, dude. I'm bad at names. His name is the other guy. Yeah. And you know, the other guy, I, they, didn't have, though, they didn't say, hey, let's just make this into a movie. You know, it's all that was decisions were done prior to them coming there. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, like, to your point, Alan, he has to sit there and go, like, you know, he can't be there and be like, ah, I'm not, don't, don't watch that movie. It doesn't have anything to do with my universe. He can't say that. Right. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, just, hey, just that movie's wait. good, but that's the old DC fam. <laughs> Don't worry, my stuff is coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, wow. I just feel like there's so much potential in what he's working on now. And I feel like the the characters that he's picking are just so good. And you know, I know a while back he tweeted out a picture or maybe posted on Instagram of Kingdom Come. Mm-hmm. Like my head is just going to explode if he ever does kingdom come because that's possibly like in my opinion the greatest ec story ever mm-hmm. shout out to the homie callens because callens put me on to that uh that particular storyline he actually made me read it instead of working so uh, what if yeah. um would you be hyped up if james gunn's whole universe is building to that climax that's like DC's climax is it ends with kingdom come. Oh, dude, that would be insane. Uh, because it would also require Billy Batson to exist, which means like they could ignore Billy Batson for 10 years. Cause that's what they did in kingdom come and then bring him back at the end because mm-hmm. he was the only hero able to fight superman so dude dude, right. once again boom my head explodes yeah clean It'd be cool, right? matter. If that's their big climax to mm-hmm. it, the if you just say that's his phase one yeah that would be insane i would love that you know i feel like there's also the option of the the story let's see the dc injustice i feel like that is also something like the the video game was really good, right? Mm-hmm. 
But then they made a comic book that ended up being really, really good. So if they went that route as well, because I feel like those are the two books that have sort of a storyline where you have all the heroes, but it's not necessarily the villains versus the heroes. It's more of a moral uh, conflict where some of the heroes go bad, but they don't go bad in the normal sense. So I would go either uh, Injustice or I would say my first choice would be Kingdom Come. Well, if he did Kingdom Come, I would I would rather have him do Kingdom Come than Injustice. We've already seen that. I mean, they've came out with like animated movie about it. They came yeah. out with video games about it. And I think Kingdom Come is fresh. You have nothing to compare that to. And that's that's a win-win there. It's either if it's written well, directed well, and the CGI is good, instead of comparing that to another Kingdom Come movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. You're right. I 100% agree. Uh, Kingdom Come would be the first thing on my list that I would want to see. So let me think here. Hawkgirl. Cool. I, you know, the way that they had Hawkgirl, or sorry, Hawkman fight in Black Adam, mm -hmm. if they continue that fighting style with, with Hawkgirl yeah. in this movie, I'd be totally cool with that. You know, so overall... I'm happy with the announcements of the casting and the characters that they've chosen. I mean, okay, so maybe um, Green Lantern's a little bit OP, but I feel like Guy Gardner is such a jerk that he's just not going to use his powers in a manner that allows him to be OP. So I'm okay with that too. So overall, if you guys had to pick, because you know I say that I'm more excited for this than Deadpool, the two movies we've discussed today – which one are you more excited to see? Joe, what say you? Um, for me, this is why I'm more excited for Superman Legacy. And James Gunn's pretty clever. Again, he released these actors when everyone was talking about Deadpool. And then this announcement comes out. I'm more looking forward to Superman Legacy because, you know, like me, keeps talking about this. Mr. Terrific, bro. He has Mr. Terrific, man. It's one of my favorite DC characters, bro. I'm down with that, dude. I love Mr. Terrific, man. He's he's awesome. He's a badass character. And, and, and you know, Isabella is she a good actor and she's super fine. Hawk Girl's dope. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to that. Guy Gardner, like Nathan. I mean, that guy's that guy's dope in whatever he does, man. He's gonna mm -hmm. excel at this. And the reason why. Even though, like, you got talks of Wolverine and all these cameos that are like thrown into Deadpool. Again, what is it? It's a multiverse. I'm kind of over the multiverse, man. I'm. I wanted to end already. Like it. It was cool, but you know, Loki and Doctor Strange too kind of ruined it for me. You know, Spider Man was a lot better because it didn't like really go deep into it. Kind of a little bit, but. The way they did it was a lot smoother, it seemed. Shout out to Sony because they don't do things well at all other than the Spider-Man and the um, Spider-Verse <laughs> cartoon series. But, yeah, I'm looking more forward to, like, um, Superman Legacy just because I'm, I'm just over the, the multiverse. I, I just want them to be done with it and, and on to something else. Let me just say one final thing, which is uh, being a comic book collector, about two years ago... Uh, DC was trying to like relaunch a, a brand new 
uh, let's say imprint. And they came out with a series called the terrifics, which was Mr. Terrific, his wife, Metallo, plastic man. It was a crazy good book. Now, in retrospect, I was like, dude, they're they're kind of ripping off the Fantastic Four, but they're doing it in a way where they just crush, crush anything that uh, the, the Fantastic Four did. I would strongly encourage you, if you're listening to this podcast, go pick up the Terrifics. Uh, if you're at Comic-Con, pick it up, look around for it. It's just going to be it. You'll definitely understand why we love Mr. Terrific. So this concludes this episode of the Nerd World Order broadcast. So until next time, ladies, gentlemen, and knights of the Nerd World Order, I am NWO. We are NWO. Nerds redefine. Booyah!